הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדורנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר קדוש שבארץ אמה. ובפחד לרבנו הקדוש, תדיק יסודו לאמנך, נובע מכוח חוכמה, רבנו נחמן, פגי בן שמחה, נענך, נחמן, נחמן, מאומן זכותו תגן עלינו וכל ישראל אמן. So ברוך השם, we left off at the beginning of section 3, that's where we're going to continue. תורה ה' הבדיקו תמו ארן תניאנה, starting with the words ולדלות ולגלות. ולדלות ולגלות המים מנן. So we talked about revealing these deep waters within a person's heart, which are the advice, which help foster faith and repair all the astounding plagues that a person can suffer with, God forbid. But to draw out and to reveal those waters, and what I told which represent the advice we talked about. For this we need a person, a man of understanding. As we see in the verse over there that we brought down, that um, the deep waters are the counsels in a person's heart, in a man's heart. And the man of understandings will draw them out. They are a nation devoid of counsel. They don't have understanding. Because when there's no understanding, advice is lost. So because we, the only reason why we lack advice is because we lack tibuna. Because the revelation of advice comes through the man of understanding, as we saw above. And what is the category or the quality of a person who is a man of understanding? It's one who has a neshama, a soul. In the aspect of what is mentioned, the soul from God enables them to understand. So the only... Um, way that a man of understanding can understand has that quality is because he has the neshama from Hashem. He has a soul from God. And a person needs to refine and to burnish that soul. How does one do so? Is when you draw down um, spirituality, godly spirit, into constrictions, into into refined places. This is what we call or this is the aspect of the name Shakai, of one of the names of God. which represents the aspect of constriction. Because Shakai comes from the... Where did the name Shakai come from? It's brought down in uh, the Gemara, in Rashi, in the Midrash. It's brought down in many different places. That Shakai is because what? Because of the fact that God told His world, said to the world, enough. Meaning that He said, enough. Um... That on Shabbat it was done, that he was done creating, and he said, enough, that's it. And that, She'amar le'olamot dai, that is Shakai. It's constriction, it's stopping, it's minimizing. And through drawing godly spirit and spirituality within those constrictions, this is how you burnish the soul, to refine the soul. And this is why it says, the soul from God enables them to understand. Meaning, through the name of Shakai, which is the aspect of drawing um, Godly Spirit within those constrictions. Through this, you refine the Neshama, the soul. This is how you become a man of understanding, as we saw above. Because by doing this, by drawing down that spirituality, that godly spirit within those constrictions, meaning within 
what is constrictions within physical forms, within your body. Through this, you multiply and you increase your livelihood. Because when you draw godly spirit within constrictions, meaning within bodies, sorry, this is the aspect of creation. Because by doing what we just mentioned, the combination of godly spirit within the physical body, you create a new creation through the joining together of the spirituality with the physicality of the body and the constriction. Because this is the essence of Beria creation. This is how God created the world. So therefore, um, immediately when you create this creation, when you make this creation, which is joining the spirituality within the physicality of the body, joining the godly spirit within the construction. Then when a person does this, God gives immediately to this person livelihood. Because it brought down in the Gemara Avodah Zarah, Dav Gimel Amud Bet, that Hashem provides sustenance from the horns of the ram to the eggs of the lice, that even those small things receive sustenance. And immediately when there is creation, a new creation, immediately God gives livelihood. Because the soul alone does not need livelihood. The soul alone is, is completely spiritual. And the body alone also doesn't need livelihood as well. The only time a person needs parnasa livelihood is whenever the body is combined with the soul. Because let's say there's only body. God forbid a person's dead. And the soul leaves a person's body. He doesn't need sustenance. And whenever... Um, it's just the soul, then he doesn't even need to, he doesn't need sustenance either. It's only when they're together. Whenever the soul and the flesh partner together, that is whenever a person needs sustenance. It's only at that moment, whenever it's only at that time that a person needs uh, livelihood. So therefore, whenever you create that combination, it's immediate that God gives panasa because you're a new creation and Immediately, God gives panasat whenever there's a partnering between soul and flesh. So therefore, whenever a person draws that godly spirituality within those constrictions and the bodies, which is the aspect of this creation, the partnering between the soul and the body, through this you multiply and you increase your livelihood. Because the way it works is the second there's a creation in the world, which means the, the combination between flesh and soul, spiritual and physical, immediately God gives livelihood. Because that is, it is only in that scenario when physical and spiritual combine together that, 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 that livelihood is necessary. And when livelihood is necessary, God gives. And this is what is brought down in Brachot, uh, page 63b, 63, sorry. Anyone who makes the name of heaven a partner in his distress, meaning anyone who associates himself with God, even in his distress. Meaning, what is Rabbanu saying? It's not necessarily one person who brings God within his pain. It's specifically this idea, Rabbanu is interpreting in this manner. A person who draws down and combines the spiritual godliness within the constriction, meaning... What is the constriction? It's the aspect of tzar, pain, because it's physicality. So when a person draws these two things together, they double his livelihood for him. 
Because whenever this happens, when there's a new creation, God increases a person's livelihood. Shneimach is brought down, as it says in the Gemara over there, brings down the verse in Eov. When Hashem is in your distress, in your narrow places, then money will fly to you. So what did we say? Shaddai is a bechinot atimtu. When it says vayah shakai betzarecha, when God is in your distress, what is shakai? It's constriction, as we saw above, because the name shakai comes from the word from the, from the idea that God told His world enough, meaning enough is this aspect of constriction, minimizing. Bechinot amshachad kuchanu delgodu tochatimtu, meaning I'm bringing God within. Um, um, sorry, shakai is a bechinot atimtu. Bechinot amshachad kuchanu delgodu tochatimtu. And what are we doing? We're bringing God within that constriction. Bechinat, in the aspect of Meshatev Shem Shemayim B'Tarot, one who makes the name of heaven a partner in his distress. So when a person does this, when he combines that spiritual godliness within his constriction, through this, money flies to you, double money is yours. Meaning, a person has a multitude of um, livelihood. And through this livelihood, he burnishes his soul, he refines his soul. Because the eating of the tzaddik, the, the livelihood of the tzaddik is only for the sake of the soul. The tzaddik eats to satisfy his soul. And what is the satisfaction of the soul? This is what we call tzachot. This is what is the burnishing. Mitzachter burnishing comes from the word tzachot. Has the same shoresh, which is the idea of splendor. Tzachot. Meaning that he's burnishing his soul through the eating, which is the tzachot, because the satisfaction of the soul. Rabbeinu is saying that the tzaddik eats to satisfy his soul, and that satisfaction is what we call these splendors. But it comes from the same word, that when the tzaddik is eating, not only is he attaining the splendor, but he's burnishing his soul, which is the same word as splendor, through that eating. It says in Yeshaya chapter 58, He'll satiate your soul with splendors. God will satiate your soul with splendors. And then, when the tzaddik burnishes his, um, his soul, through the splendors which he intakes through the satisfaction of the of the eating, which is only for the spirituality, then he becomes then he is the man of understanding. That the soul of the God enables the soul of the Almighty enables him to understand, as we saw. This is how a man attains um a neshama an This is how a man becomes an ishtivunot. Through this you re- through this, the, rev- the counsels are revealed. They're brought into revelation. And once the counsels are brought into revelation, that is where faith is able to grow, as we saw. Section 4. When faith falls. What happens, essentially, is false, false faiths. False faiths. Um, faiths of idol worship, f- superstitions, false faiths, um, are are strengthened and are given force. I will be filled. I will be filled. She has been laid to waste. Meaning what? 
כשזה קם, זה נופל וכו'. When one rises, the other falls. Meaning, whenever emunah falls, then the other one, which is emunah, because we have false faiths, the other side gives, is given strength. If we're not doing our job, then we give strength to the other side. So it's all up to us. Look at Rashi in Parashat Toldot, in um, the idea of Ul Om Mil Om Yemat, on the, the, uh, that phrase over there. Look what Rashi says. Rabban is teaching us that the only way that those false faiths are strengthened and maintained is because holy faith has fallen. But whenever you elevate those fallen faiths, through this you create converts because by collecting and refining the falling, the fallen pieces of faith. Because whenever those pieces of faith have fallen, that is wherever those false faiths receive their nourishment. So whenever you pick those pieces up, you weaken their strength. Then those pieces of faith return back to us, which from which they receive their nourishment. We take their nourishment, and then what happened? Um, you create converts. Sometimes we create converts, converts potentially in the potential, in the potential realm, and sometimes converts are created before in actuality. Hanu meaning watch. So either. We create actual converts, meaning that they're literally other nations, people from other nations that come and convert. Or sometimes converts are created in um, potential phase, in the potential realm, meaning that whenever we elevate that fallen faith we, and we weaken those false faiths, through this, um, in the places which those people are in, those converts are in, those potential converts are in, um, that faith is strengthened, holy faith is strengthened over there. And they are able to believe in their place, wherever they are standing, meaning they don't come to us, but they believe that there is one primordial God. Chapter 1, and said in the verse, in every place, offerings are burnt and presented in my name. Meaning, even in their places, even in the places of the of the goyim of the of the other um, nations, they still recognize God, and this is what we call potential converts. And this is dependent. This is all depending upon the strength of the false faiths um, before it was weakened. This all depends on how how strong. Those false faiths were before they were subdued. Meaning, when those false faiths were strong at the beginning, so the stronger the false faiths were, whenever you break that false faith and you elevate the holy faith from them and you create converts, then those converts become actual converts, literal converts in actuality. Meaning, the lower, the, the stronger the false faiths were, the more it transforms from potential to actual. So therefore, if that's the case, when false faith was in strength and in power, whenever those false faiths are not in, um, as strong 
in the beginning. Um, therefore, whenever we break it and we transform that false faith into holy faith, then um, the converts that are created from that um, transformation are only in the potential realm. And behold, the main thing is this. That by elevating fallen faith, through this you create converts. Converts are created, are made. But because these converts are made only because we collected fallen pieces of faith, therefore, these converts actually damage the Jewish people. Page 70b. The converts um, are difficult and hard to the Jewish people, like a sore on the skin. Sapacha, what does it mean, a sore, like a sore on the skin? A bruise? Hanumakot, meaning plagues. Meaning the plagues, the astounding plagues that we talked about at the beginning. Which are only created and only made because faith has fallen. But because these converts are created from fallen faith in the first place, therefore they are difficult to the Jewish people like a sore is on the skin, as we saw above. And these converts, they bring in pride to the Jewish people. They bring in the trade of pride. Because the Chachamim say in the Gemara Chagiga, page 5b, as it's brought down in Yirmiyah, Bamistarim, in the hidden places, my soul will weep, because of your haughtiness. My soul will weep in the hidden places, in the, in the, in the, in the Mistarim, in those concealed places, because of the, because of the haughtiness. Meaning, because of what? What's in the Gemara? What did it say in the Gemara? Because of the grandeur, the pride of the Jewish people. Which was given to the other nations. We see that. What does it mean, the pride of the Jewish people, which has fallen to the other nations? Meaning the holy pride that we're supposed to have, because we know that the Jew has to have holy pride. That whenever that holy pride falls to the other nations, falls to them. Therefore, when it falls to them, when those other nations, those people from the other nations come and convert, they come back to us. They bring the pride that was with them back to us. Therefore, they bring the trade of pride back to us. This enables the leaders of the generation to wield the sword of pride. That they exalt themselves over the generation undeservedly. They don't deserve it at all. They take the honor and pride and they don't deserve it. Because there are leaders that impose their rabbinic authority and they rule over destitute people. Al-Amdal, over a poor nation. And they take pride over the nation over the generation, undeservedly. Because actually, God and the heaven did not give them pride at all. Did not give him that greatness. Did not give them that authority at all. They take all the pride for themselves. Over the generation, undeservedly. They take the sword of pride. Chapter 33. The sword of your grandeur. They take that sword of grandeur. And through those converts that bring back that pride to the Jewish people, those false rabbanim 
all get their pride from those converts, which bring that pride back from the other nations. Because they are responsible for bringing that pride into the Jewish people. And they rule over a destitute nation undeserved. And they have the power even to punish someone who does not want to subdue himself under their rule. Rabbeinu says, be careful. These people have koach. And all this is received from their sort of pride. But the truth is, this is not called someone who can bring punishment. Rather, they're mazik. They're like a damaging angel. <laughs> mazik is like a, um, like a demon. It's like an, uh, like an evil demon, an evil angel, a damaging angel. Because these people are like, uh, they bring their damagers to the world. They're like these demons. You can imagine. And um, for a person to understand this, I, I recommend listening to the conversations of Rabbi Israel Ber, Rabbi Israel and studying his Farim, Ibe um, Anachal, and the conversations of, uh, of Rabbi Israel. Um, they have many conversations on YouTube, etc., etc. How many times has Rabbi Israel especially put all his focus? From the teaching of Rabbeinu, obviously, the Rabbeinu was talking about all these things. To, to beware false Rabbanim. And people do not pay much attention to this, but it's something we have to be very careful with because they are all around us. And in fact, today they, they are even the majority. So we have to be very careful. <laughs> and uh, there were many tzaddikim in the past that prayed. They didn't even know themselves whether they were false or not. <laughs> and Rabbeinu was very makpid on this idea. Even one time Rabbi Nathan came to Rabbeinu with uh, telling Rabenu that he had uh, been uh, offered a position of authority to be a Dayan. And uh, Rabenu told him to take it. And Rabbi Nathan asked him, do I take the thing? Rabenu said, yes, take it. He asked him again, should I take it? And Rabenu reinforced and said, yes, you should take it. And then Rabbi Nathan asked him a third question. He said, do I take the job? Do I take the offer? According to Emet Lamito, the truth of truths, meaning according to the, the Emet of the Tzadik I met, we're talking about, should he take the job? And Rabbeinu said no. We can see how positions of authority can be very dangerous. And um, we have to actually be careful not to, as we saw in Lesson 61, not to confer authority upon false Rabbanim, which today has become a very big problem. And we continue with the lesson. Then, this is what it says. Kashim gerim We saw in the Gemara that the converts are difficult to the Jewish people, like a sore is on the skin. Bechinat sefichim. What is a sore? It comes from the word sefichim, which means weeds. Shegdenim me'alehem, which grow off themselves. The weeds grow off themselves. Hanu gerim Meaning through the converts, those leaders of the generation take pride from them. Shegdenim me'alehem. And they grow of themselves, meaning they take their own pride. They don't even take any authority from heaven, from God. They take pride from themselves and they take authority. And they take pride over themselves, over the generation. They take pride from themselves over the generation. Undeservedly. Because God did not give permission to give them authority at all. And this is why we call these people converts. Because Gerim comes from the phrase in Tehidim, chapter 63, Yagiruhu. Gerim comes from the language Yagiruhu, to drag. Yagiruhu they drag him by the sword. Meaning what? Because through these converts, we create a sword of pride, as we saw above, which these false leaders take for themselves. And through that pride, that false pride, 
which these leaders of the generation take. Look how far this goes. They are able to bring strength, bring strength to the desire for sexual immorality in the world. Chapter six: The adulteress traps the the haughty soul, the precious soul, the haughty soul. Meaning these precious souls, these haughty souls who we're talking about, these false rabbis, bring the adulteress into the world. That through pride, we strengthen sexual immorality. And Rabbeinu has brought this up. Look in the Masota, page 4b also. And what is, um, sexual immorality? This represents Chotam de Sitracha, the seal of the evil side, the stamp of the evil side. Chapter 15. His flesh becomes sealed up, stopped up because of his zovo, his discharge. We see it's a Chotam, it's the seal of the evil side, his uh, sexual morality. Because, because through the sword of pride, um, of holiness, Rabbi was saying. When we strengthen the sword of of holy pride, we're able to overpower and to weaken the strength of sexual morality. Chapter 45. Gird your sword upon your thigh. Meaning that sword of pride. But through the sword of pride. Which comes from these false leaders, which they receive from these converts, that they strengthen this sexual morality in the world, God forbid. That's it for today. We start with section 7 next class. But Rabenu obviously has very practical advice that we are all touched by and affected by because we see many today rising to positions of authority, but uh, we're very, very. <laughs> Very, very quick to give them authority rather than to question whether they're even fitting for the job or not. Not to say to, to, have, to, to be chutzpan, but there have been many tzaddikim that have warned us of this. Look in, um, um, in all the books of the Hasidim. The Barshento spoke about this. Rabbeinu specifically speaks about this. Uh, the conversation with Rabbi Israel, the Chavetz Chaim, and many, many different, even Nagdim, even Lidvish, whatever it is. They have all spoken about this. And specifically, Zohar speaks about Manigim uh, Shasheker also. We have to be very careful of such things. But may we strengthen Emunah and to give strength to the sword of pride, to protect us from this um, evil desire.